Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. I scared the shit out of you just then. But you are listening to the Rhythm of the Night in the background there. I'm not your DJ. I am your host who is here to talk about mental health and the Gentleman's Talk. The Gentleman's Lounge is now open. However, I am listening to some incredible music in the background to get myself motivated, to get the spirits alive, as they say. Music's such... I'll tell you what, I don't care what anyone says. Food It's the food of life, music. I'm, it, it literally changes your whole perspective, your outlook, your mood, your feeling. Anybody that's really connected to themselves loves music. And I'm not saying that other people aren't connected to themselves who don't love music, but music is such a big part, though. It, it really is. Uh, like, I mean... For me, when I started becoming a little bit sort of conscious about myself, um, you know, when I started this journey, the gentleman's talk over a year ago, I didn't do any of this. I, I listened to music to a degree, you know, it was there, it was on in the background. If I was cleaning, I'd bang on Alexa, put a bit of fucking magic or smooth grooves on or whatever. But it wasn't really a fundamental part of my life. Um, and I, I often used to look around at people and go, fucking hell, mate, you really do love music. Like, they always had headphones in, they were always listening to music. I've got a couple of friends, actually, that, um, that, that used to just constantly listen to music. They'd have it on whenever they fucking could. And I never really understood it, because I was kind of like, the way my brain thought, sort of worked was, it was just, well, I suppose it's pretty easy for me to understand why I don't like music now, or I like them, I don't, I didn't like music then. Um, was because I've been diagnosed with ADHD, which is um, in my premium content, if anyone wants to jump across there and have a listen, um, where I talk about my journey of, of learning and, and growing with ADHD. And I turn that into previous past experiences with ADHD. And music is fundamentally one of those ones because when I listen to music, my head is fucking bonkers anyway. I'm constantly thinking about things. So I actually see music as a, as a kind of distraction, if you like. So I never really appreciated it. Now I appreciate music. Why do I appreciate music? Because I use it in the right context for me as a person. So because I can't, I have to actively go into my reflection zone. So here I am on Sunday, I'm talking to you because this is what I do. I listen to music, I'm absolutely elated that the clocks have gone forward because uh, it is now nine o'clock and the, the, it still feels like relatively light. I mean, it was light till 7.30, which is nice. I can start feeling the mood lifting. People are seeming a lot happier at the moment just with the change in the light and the way that we're... we're able to stay up a little bit later in the garden and things like that all that jazz but i'm not going to digress into that so stop james but yes my brain that's the way i think so for me it's 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 a real it's a real pain in the ass because even when i used to go to the gym i never really listened to music because i was concentrating on the gym i'd have music on but i often be i don't i'd often set up with music off listening to everyone and chatting because I was taking in other things and then I'd often put the music on when I wanted the motivation so it was like fucking obviously it's going to be rocky isn't it so you know that's how I use music I've never really sat there and appreciated music in the spirit of picking up or lifting my or elevating my mood or helping me manage my mood I've never used music like that but this last year or so absolutely like music now if you choose the right music for your mood it can accentuate your feelings so 
we all have songs that we associate with certain occasions but there is certain songs that make us a little sadder there is songs that make us a little happier i think there's a song uh, it's called gasolina um it's a, it's an absolutely fucking batshit crazy song I think it's called Gasolina, but I don't really know. But it, they, they, I know they say Gasolina, in it. So if you've heard it, you'll understand it. But I used to listen to that on my motorbike. Now, if you listen to the song, Gasolina, it, you can understand there's going to be points in there where I'm going to be fucking cranking it. It's going to be rip it and hold on, you know? Um, it's literally batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. So, But when you use music for the right things and put it into the right context, it is a mood lifter. And now, I know there'll be people listening to me. I especially know one person actually that was saying this to me. Nelster, my good man, Nelly, he fucking loves music. I know he does. So, for me, I know he'd probably be thinking, dude, <laughs> what the fuck? And that's because that's not... I, my my brain is, is slightly different in the sense that there's so much going on that... I am conscious that I need to slow down my thoughts. I don't need more bouncing off in my fucking ears. It's like, fuck me, I went to, um, where were we today? I went out for a meal last night. And um, just me and my wife went out for a, for a, cheeky, uh, a cheeky pint and a, and a meal. And um, there, was, there was people, there was a big table next to me, but it just felt like noise. Like, honestly, I was, I, I was so fucking like, I can't cope with this. I absolutely can't go with this. And that's just because that's the way my brain thinks. To the point where I had to pull my phone out and I had to distract myself to look for things. I was like looking just to slow down and concentrate on something. That's the, it, that's the craziness of my brain. Like you go out and, and it's not a case of just sit down, relax and enjoy a meal. For me, I was sat down going, fuck, now they're loud. I can hear their conversation over there. What the fuck? And then like to the point where my missus went what do you mean you know about that we were talking about this couple and it's all oh, wonder what they're like oh i wonder what they're doing and i said oh they're on their first date now how do you know i was like because i listened to that to listen to their conversation and i was like oh right and uh, and so this one there we're having a bit of a trouble at the moment because they're best friends and she wants to give her friend a discount so she's telling her what site to go on to get a discount for the meal and i was like okay then and then we were listening to the ones next door and what there was happening with them and i was just like yeah i take all this in this is i don't just sit down and relax I don't just have a fucking meal. So, you know, for me, we got this thing going for a meal. We have a pint. We have a, uh, you know, a main, uh, you know, and then we go. I don't stay long because it's a, it's a lot to take on. So it's every now and then, though, you know, my wife has a, a bit of a sweet tooth. So, you know, she wants to uh, have a bit of cake and, and fucking eat it. And it pisses me off. So I look at her and go, OK, then you're paying so I'll, I'll happily fucking let you have a fucking uh, let you have a dessert and um yeah she has a, a dessert and i'm sitting there and because i'm not doing anything i'm not eating i'm not fucking engaging she's eating so she can't really talk much and i then start getting really fucking annoyed because of the noise and i start focusing on the noise and i noticed that yesterday fucking horrendous and i said to her I'm not going to be funny, mate. If you don't fucking eat that up soon, I'm going to fucking eat it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go and walk out in the car. It gets that bad. It's fucking debilitating. Um, anyway, why am I here? What am I reflecting on? What is the purpose of today? Well, we all know what day it is. It's Sunday Reflection Hour. Hopefully, you've been doing some reflection yourself by now and you've enjoyed that time to reflect over your previous week. Because it's so important to understand that. It really is. And this is... Everybody now is understanding. Like I, I hear the word reflection more and more. Because I think it's really important that we take ownership of our reflection. We take 
ownership of ourselves. And I think that for our own mental health, it's so fucking important to reflect on our previous week. Because if we're feeling shit, you need to reflect back to have a look at why you feel shit. Have you done something wrong? Have you done something out the norm? Have you been to the gym, never been before? Have you taken on a new project? Whatever it may be. Maybe you've done something out of the norm. Maybe you've had an argument. Maybe it's snowboarded from one certain event. If you don't sit back and reflect then you're not going to understand why. But more importantly, and what draws me into a, my start of my point of today's topic is positivity. And I've spoke about this before, but if you don't reflect on the positives of your week, you're never going to truly understand what the positives are. So I already know my reflection today has been absolutely fucking incredible. And there has been, it's been just, it's been filled, it's been fucking spuffed all over the face with positivity. It's fucking everywhere, stripping off your ear like straight out of something about Mary. So for me, I wanted to I wanted to pull that in and it feeds into the rhythm of life because the rhythm of life is only successful and it's only called rhythm when you're happy because everybody has a nice stride in their step when they're happy. They have that positivity. They feel better. They're they're making in you know really good decisions. The rhythm of the rhythm of life, I can't say it. The rhythm of life is successful if you're happy, if you're positive. But you're not going to understand that unless you're sat on your carcass at least one day a week reflecting. Now it might sound fucking boring to you. It really might do. Maybe you're at an age who listened to this and it's irrelevant to you. But it will become relevant. I guarantee it. When you get to a point where you're just, or even just trying to understand your mental health. And I know there's a lot of youth out there that potentially listen to these types of things and go, what the fuck? I don't care about reflecting. Sunday's a hangover day. I get that. I've been there. I've got the t-shirt. Yeah, I've ended up in the tree. I've ended up in the bushes. Whatever it may be, I've done that. However... If you don't do what I'm learning to do now is what I didn't do was reflect on the positives, especially as I started maturing. I never reflected on the positive. I always focused on the negatives. I was surrounded by negatives. And because I never really underpinned my my positives with reflection and understanding myself, I never really sort of got to grips with it. I never really understood. Everything seemed negative around me. Because I was like, oh, fucking hell, I've got to go to work tomorrow. Oh, I'm doing that tomorrow. And it just, you know, it's just, it's constantly seems like a constant chore. But for me, absolutely, absolutely need to reflect on it now. And that's what I'm doing. I'm absolutely, and you know, you're here. You're listening to me every Sunday. You love listening to me. You're probably saying to me, oh, I don't get enough. Uh, I want more. And I will give you more. Don't you worry. Ke- wife keeps saying that. She's not fucking at it yet. <laughs> From me, anyway. Whoa. <laughs> anyway identifying negative thinking so like me i do the i do a bit of research i write a few few things down i like writing things down because as you now know you've listened to me you've listened to my tones long enough to understand that i like to underpin things and bolster things they're really good words i love um i I like to bolster my thoughts with actually understanding it and understanding processes and a key thing for me is writing stuff down i do all the time i write lists and and i i have to do lists and and all that all that jazz it helps my mental health because i am constantly being fucking barraged but positivity and the rhythm of life is successful on you understanding what the positivity is. And I wrote down a couple of little ways, right? Because 
we all have negative negativity in our life. It's in, it's impossible not to. I think that it doesn't matter where you are in life, what you fucking like. Everyone looks at fucking Elon Musk and goes, "Oh, that guy cannot have negativity." He has got negativity because the guy's an absolute fucking workaholic. So his negativity is working himself into exhaustion. He sleeps in his office. The guy's got fucking he's one of the richest men in the world, and he sleeps in his office. He doesn't need to physically work. None of them do but they thrive on it. But that's still a negative. So we look at it as a negative, that he's fucking, what's he doing? He's got so much money, he doesn't have to fucking worry about it. We Then he's looking at the negative, that I've got loads of money, I don't really care about that, because what I care about is the is the work ethos. And I, I, I want to invent things and create things, because that's the way his brain thinks. A lot of people may come round, when we're talking right down to small fry here, people will walk through my front door and go, mate, you've, you should be so fucking happy. You've got everything here got a fucking man cave you've got nice looking garden beautiful fucking children you know whatever beautiful children lovely dogs nice house you know whatever that may be but that's not my happiness the reason it's up to this level is because i know this level makes other people happy so i know that the clock and balls my bar is up to the standard it is because i want other people to come in and enjoy it and feel happy i like people coming in and feeling happy the reason the house is like it is is because i want my girls to be happy so i want them to be happy would i live in it no i would absolutely i would i would give up all of this if somebody said to me you've got a guaranteed um oak fucking whatever you know uh, log log cabin with some land in fucking in fucking nova scotia or canada somewhere like that you've got this you can give up all this, but I'll give you this. It'll have electricity, it'll have water, so you don't need to worry about that. You'll have a cabin, but you won't have anywhere. The nearest fucking village is, a, is an hour's drive away. I'd fucking be happy with that. I genuinely would be happy. Just a small cabin with a couple of fucking rooms. Not bothered. Don't care about it. Don't care about the decoration side of things. It's all aesthetics to other people. More to show what I can achieve. I like looking at what I can do. Um, it's kind of like an art gallery for me in a sense um, a design gallery I like pushing the boundaries because that gives me the release the endorphins the dopamine but it all looks rosy from the outside but internally I battle other battles I battle other things and that's the side you don't see and that's why it's really really con I'm really conscious to not look outward to actually look so what I what I tend to do all the time is I tend to look at other people and go there's something underlying there or you're compensating for this or your mental health isn't quite right because you're acting like this yeah you're driving around in a flash car got a nice house whatever but you're not truly happy because some people aren't it all depends on what you define as happy what is happiness to you but at the same fucking time you need to just understand that you need to just and that's where we got to put our mindset anyway so i wrote down a couple of little things just because i wanted to because i wanted to allow people to find ways to try and filter the negative out on a daily basis i think it's so important because we can do that there's there's things we can do and i talk about mitigations all the time it's, it's, it's my job um you know but also not just mitigations in that but ways that we can devo develop ourselves ways that we can use stuff that we do on a daily basis but actually incorporate them into our life to mitigate other things we all sit there and most of us now it's 
it's second nature to me but not to everybody but most people in life now as we go through work we look at ways to try and mitigate risk we try to think about things i know maybe i'm a bit blindsided in the sense that i'm so involved in health and safety i think it should be for everybody um in the sense that i think everyone should that, that why are you doing that that's literally like i can foresee that that's going to happen like i watched a video earlier on for, for instance and this guy was hitting a fucking uh, a, a brick fucking wall and um this guy started walking across the screen and i went why would you walk in this area now i already knew the brick wall was going to fall because that's the whole point of the fucking video it's obvious but then i i already saw t- I, but all i did was i actually looked at it from an, an investigation point of view and i'm sorry to be boring but it's true i looked at it from an investigation point of view if i looked at that i'd go like like you you've walked in front of a wall that a guy was hitting what did you think was going to happen did you think it was just going to fall into a nice little pile at the bottom no because common sense would tell you don't walk in front of the fucking wall and he did and he got twatted by it and i don't know i think he thought he was in fucking 1442 by the time he woke up um he won't fucking do it again i'd like to think i'd like to add anyway some people don't have common sense anyway so i'm going to read through a couple of little bits here of ways to identify negative thinking okay one of the one of the that i'm going to start with so basically it's uh, it's, it can either work for a self-talk process or identifying it but self-talk is is a common form and and it's it's, self-talking is something i mean most of us i don't know i say most of us again i spoke to someone the other day and, and i said to them do you have this like inner voice and uh, they were like, what? I, was like, I have like this inner voice, and it's not psychotic, by the way. Uh, I said this inner voice that tells me things, so I run through scenarios with them. And they're like, you do what? I was like, yeah, I look at that and go, well, he's probably done that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd have done that myself. I'd have done it that way. He's probably... And I do that. And they're like, nah. It's like, oh, mate, I've got a fucking inner monologue for everything. And I'm actually surprised when people tell me they don't have that. Then I probably think I'm the the minority, and I should potentially be locked up. Um, but I do. I, it's fucking mental. I do have a this little monologue, this little guy. When people say to me, "Oh, you got the devil and thingy on your shoulder," I'm like, "It's what I got in my brain. It's just natural. It's the ADHD, and I, I tend to overthink things. PTSD as well feeds into ADHD because the PTSD allows me to overthink situations. But the because I've got this little bit of ability or sadistic nature to challenge myself and push my boundaries, I constantly challenge. So it's a massive battle in my brain going. One side of me is going, you know, if you do that, that's going to be fucking absolutely hilarious. And then the other side of me goes, oh, it's going to be hilarious, mate, but potentially you could fucking die. You could snap a leg. You could do this. Then the other side of me is going, no, but you're good enough to do that, James. You'll fucking crack on, mate. And then what I do is I get to the point where I hesitate to whatever I do, but still do it because that's a challenge in me. And then I go and fuck it up and do something. And I do hurt myself. So then, And then the PTSD side of me is going, I fucking told you so, mate. So you've had a little insight into my fucking crazy little brain there, the way it thinks. I thought everyone was like that. I genuinely did. But the more I speak to people, the more like, no, mate, I literally have no one talking to me, no one planning shit, no one's telling me how to do things. When I do something, I look at it and go, I don't know how to do that. Whereas I'm like, no. In fact, it was hilarious actually yesterday so yesterday i was sat in the back garden and um i was on my 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 chair in the back garden just looking up and i was looking around i was on my own because everyone was out and i had a fucking cider in my hand and it was just relaxing i was just looking at my grass thinking okay i've put some um i put some chicken manure down it's it's coming through i've reseeded it ready to come through it's looking nice and then i was scouting through the garden going through my head of what i want to do i was like oh, i'm going to paint that and i'm going to do that oh christ yeah look up there and um 
I did this thing where I looked up at this little solar panel and it was like a mini one, you know, the little one you get free for your lights. And I'd cut the light off because the light would burn out and basically it was dead. But I'd left the solar panel at the end of the summer. So I was like, oh, and, and I looked up at it and I acknowledged it. I dipped my head, I nodded my head at it and went, yep, you're coming off next week. And my missus stood at the end of the garden and she looked down and she went, what have you just acknowledged? I went, what? She went, you just nodded your, you just looked around and nodded your head like you're in agreement. I was like, yeah, I'm just agreeing with myself that I'm going to take that down and put it in the bin because I don't want it there ready for the new one to go in. She's like, I do worry about you sometimes. <laughs> That's my fucking brain, mate. It's crazy. Anyway, I'm going to start. So I wrote down filtering. And then, and then I've got this little bit. So you magnify the negative aspects of situation and filter out all the positive ones. We all do that, don't we? There could be, you could have a whole conversation. And, and men do it a lot, and, and most men, if you chuck it, if you said a load of things to a man, and then just said sex at the end, he'd just fixate on the sex, that's all he'd be like, oh, would you say sex? The rest of it was completely irrelevant, but you do that, and you do that in life, like, I've, I've had conversations, I've actually been sat in meetings with people, and I've actually been sat there, and I've gone, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, we got to the end, and then at the end, they've gone, oh, and I've, I've spoke with a colleague or someone, and they've gone, yeah, but you fucking hear about this, and this, and I go, is that what you heard? Didn't you hear that we're getting a pay rise? Or didn't you hear that we're not getting a pay rise? But do you know what I mean? We're getting extra leave. We're not getting extra leave. Um, but did you not hear that? And I'm, and they look at me and go, well, yeah, but I was like, wow, you're fixating on that. And we do it naturally, don't we? We naturally fizz, fizz, uh, sort of filter out the positive bits. And this is why I say the importance of reflecting on it. Um, and like I say, there's an example. You've had a great day at work. You completed all your tasks ahead of the time and you were complimented for doing such a speedy and thorough job. That evening, you only focus on your plan to do even more tasks and forget about the compliments you received. Now, that's we all do that. We can go into work and we can absolutely smash it out the fucking bag. We can do a great job. And then we go th and then the, the boss says, I'm, I'm an advocate for this all day long. The boss goes, you've done a fucking great job, mate. Well done, guys. I really fucking appreciate your hard work. Get your fucking self off early, mate. I really fucking appreciate it. Thanks for your fucking time. And I do that all the time. And I was, I used to love that as a boss. I'd always reward people and sit down and go, you get yourself off, mate, or you have a late start or whatever. I always gave back a bit of time because I thought to myself, work-life balance is the biggest neglect in most people's lives. Now, as a manager, when I, be when I became a leader... Um, that was one of the biggest fundamental things that I realized in the last year was, and this is something I've learned to take on or, or adapted into my new role, um, was that ability to say, well, work-life balance is really fucking important. And it was actually a guy un unexpectedly that gave me this tip, which was, was a guy called Al in my last, my first job in the civil service. He said to me, kept saying to me, go home, James. And I'd be like, what? So go home. You, you're five minutes into your town. Oh, no, but I just want to get this. He's like, fucking go home. And he used to say to me all the time, no, don't come in. Come in at, at fucking 8 o'clock. Why are you starting so early? Go home. And he, and he, and he said to me, your work-life work balance is appalling, James. And I'm going to sort that out. And he did. And now I'm one of these people, these advocates that go, if we're quiet, go the fuck home. Go home and sit and enjoy your family time. Or go home and enjoy your time. There's no point in sitting here just because you're being paid. You'll still be paid because you've obviously done all the fucking work you need to do to get to this point so this time now i'm not going to give you more jobs i'm going to let you go home and enjoy your time back take some time from me because you'll get more out of that person by doing that 
than you will if you said to him, I want you to stay here for three hours twiddling your fucking thumbs. I mean, obviously, it works in different sectors and different things. I'm talking from my own experiences. I know that if you work in a shop, you don't have that ability, um, etc. There is a few. There's a lot of situations where you can't just go home. But if you get, you're in a situation where you can give that back. That is really important because we all do that. Then we go home and we do. So, say for instance, we had a successful day. We've been thanked for it. We'll go home and we'll go. Yeah, but I had fucking half an hour where I could have done that, and so tomorrow I'm going to do a bit more. And then you forget about the bit where you've been thanked and you get to the end of the week and you're absolutely exhausted and you think to yourself, I'm really exhausted. Why the fucking hell? I haven't been thanked for this fucking week or anything. Guy's treating me like shit. It's not. It's because you've completely and utterly filtered out that positivity. You've chinned that positivity off and you've gone, nah, I'm not interested, mate. I'm just going to fucking go, it's all negative. And then you run yourself into the ground and then you blame the organisation for running you into the ground. When in actual fact, I've got some fucking Backstreet Boys on in the background here. That threw me. But you you forget about that. And it's so easy to do that. And then sometimes you sit there and you blame the organisation. If you're in a situation like I was where, you you know, you were doing all the right things like that. And you were going home and you were relaxing and you weren't being there. And it was still taking, it was still exhausting. Then, yeah, you're in the wrong fucking job. I wrote down number two here. You'll love this little beauty. Catastrophizing. Is it catastrophizing? catastrophizing it is a word it is i just haven't said it like that way before you automatically anticipate the worst without facts that the worst will happen the drive-through coffee shop and this is the example the drive-through coffee shop gets your order wrong and then you think that the rest of your day will be a disaster how many times have you done that how many times have you woken up how many times have people have said oh you've two things about you said two things and they say to you Oh, it comes in threes, mate. You better watch out. Well, actually, it doesn't come in fucking threes. There's no fucking traditional. There's nothing written down in data that says it comes in threes every single fucking time. It will comes in threes because you'll do it twice and then somebody will say it comes in threes. So you fucking do stupid shit all day. Or you go, fuck, that's the one. It's not the one. You just, you've, you've done a couple of things, but you catastrophize over that. And if you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, I haven't got a coffee. That's it. The rest of my days are right off. Have you made me start work without a coffee? No. No, that's literally, that's, that's personality driven, big boy. That's personality fucking driven, mate. You're just a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> no, you're not. No, no, you're not. Anyway, um, do you see what I mean, though? You catastrophize over things. You make things, you exacerbate it. Because you don't, but you don't need to. That's not what it's here to do. But we do it. We all do it. And it's fucking horrendous when you do it. So, I don't really know what to say about giving you a sort of tip, really, about that one, really. I mean, I suppose if you were going to do it, just try not to do it. I mean, it's a, that's quite a simple one, really. Um, it, and it's not like a man-up, you know, man-up jab. You know, it's fucking jabbing the kidders. It's kind of like just sort of saying, yeah, just, you know, don't catastrophize. If, if, you've, had, if you've not had your coffee, then, you know, wait till the next one, go and get a coffee. It's not going to ruin your day. It'll be the fact probably that you're relying on that stimulant as part of your wake-up process. And because that is your stimulation to wake up because you've not been going to bed early enough. or And this is where we look at the chain reaction of events. If you're somebody that's waking up in the morning that's reliant on coffee to stimulate, stimulate you and get you, get you awake or a Red Bull, then you've got to look backwards. And you've got to go, well, okay, I didn't go to bed till fucking one in the morning. I was playing games till then. 
Do you know what I mean? I, I had a colleague of mine, actually. And he was a fucking pain in the ass for me. So I say colleague, I was his boss. And what he used to do was he used to be absolutely fucking tired all the time. He'd come into work and he, we were working at heights. We were fucking working on aircraft. You know, there was some big fucking... We were, you know, we were working for the RAF on multi-million pound aircraft. And I used to say to him, what the fuck are you so tired for? And his excuse was, oh, you know, he, he did, I mean, to be fair, he did have a child. Um, but it, this, so at the start, it was very much, you know, we could give him that little bit of leeway. Then it got to the point where I was like, okay, well, you know, your child's now four. What are you on about? Why are you still tired? Transpires he was a massive gamer. And he used to sit there and game till one, two in the morning, then sleep on the sofa and then come to work and try and function because that was his life. His addiction was his computer. And I, the, the thing is, because I had an addiction years ago through for computers and, you know, like I said, you know, number two in the world, or number three in the world, sorry, number three in the world, um, in the helicopter in Battlefield 2. That was my little fucking cheeky accolade. So, I, I say that was quite a fucking, it was quite a brutal one, to be fair, to be, to be, to be, to be that addicted to it. But, but I saw the signs of it. And then you would talk to him about games and he wouldn't shut up. And that's where, and then you'd listen to the conversations and I'd look into it a bit deeper and I'd listen to him moaning about, oh God, you know, he, 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 the baby was up and fucking, what's her name, woke up, his wife, I won't say her name, uh, woke up and she woke me up when I was getting up. I'd only just gone to bed and I'd be like, so then you'd say to him, because he wasn't very good at lying, uh, and you say to him, oh bloody hell mate, what time was that then? What time, oh bloody like three in the morning. And, you, and then, you'd, then you'd look at him and you'd go, so you went to bed at three in the morning? And because he was in the, his his spirited mode, if you like, he'd forget what he was saying. He'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was gaming. and got really stuck into Skyrim or something. And you'd be like, so you've had three hours fucking sleep and you've come into work. And you're working on multi-million pound aircraft and working heights. Well, I can't have you doing that. So now you're, I've got to pull you off aircraft now and fucking put you in. And that's what you had to be. Absolutely, absolutely horrendous. Anyway, I digressed into that, didn't I? So catastrophizing, one of those things. And he was like that, you know, he'd make it seem really, really bad, catastrophizing, you'd give him time back. And, and then, like you say, you know, and also it, it, when you looked back at him and you said, well, actually, you're not tired because of this. You're tired because of your back, because you've not gone to sleep early. You've not given yourself the right, you know, the right sleep, the right fucking relax in the evening. You've just gone fucking all in, stuck on a computer, getting barrage with information and you think you're going to be able to succeed and talk on that basis so and function on the next day as well as being woken up at early in the morning to do the fucking morning feed because your missus did the two o'clock meet feed because she thought that you'd been in bed since 11 with her do you see what i mean it's it just it's so easy to unpick these people and this is why i'm a very good judge of character because i look at people and go no, this is because of this. I mean, there's sometimes I wish I could tell people what I thought <laughs> the problem was, but, you know, that just make me an arsehole. Anyway, um, number three. I'm breaking into number three. Number three on the countdown. Blaming. Blaming. You try to say someone... You try to say someone else is responsible for what happened to you instead of yourself. You avoid being responsible for your thoughts and feelings. Now, I've fucking thrown this down your throat, haven't I? I spoke about this. This is taking accountability. I did it for years. I blamed everybody. I blamed my tiredness for the job overworking me. No, it wasn't. I was in work all the time. I blamed relationship failures. Um, 
I blamed <clears throat> that on everyone else and in actual fact it was me I blamed job failures because of everyone else because of me I blamed family failures because of them not just me now I don't I, I hold accountability I know when I've done wrong and I know when I've done right and I hold myself to that as well I absolutely stand if I'm wrong I will absolutely stand up and go shit man I'm sorry you know and prime example actually um should I get that example is that a prime example yeah so we were watching tv and uh, they they um with my with my daughter and she made a wild guess at this um this game game show thing called lingo she made a wild guess now i didn't know what the word meant and i was like well i was trying to tie the right word into what the sentence was and i was like well it can't be that it was that was it champion was the um was the uh was the letter the lingo bit come up and it was to do with something so it's something to do with your personality that was it self-obsessed and i was like oh okay that doesn't sound right and then my daughter said it and, and she obviously spelt the words out and threw it out there and she got it right and i was like, oh sorry because I, I said to her, it can't be that and i was like did you know that and she went well no i just guessed it i was like oh okay then so, you know, it was kind of one of those ones, you know, I was like, so anyway, I digressed into that. But it was a weird one. It was trying to sort of, you know, understand. I want the details. I want the granular details anyway. So blaming. We all do that. We all blame someone else. Relationships fail when we blame someone else. We'll blame someone else. Because, oh, yeah, I'm fucking drinking because you fucking shouted at me. No, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you're drinking because you've got a fucking problem. You've used that as an excuse to drink or do whatever you're doing. You've used that as an excuse to do that. And and that I I actually know um as a a, fa a family of my a family friend of mine, um who had a relationship and the the woman in the relationship, he was absolute saint. He did everything he could. He was a good. He was actually a good bloke, really good bloke. And she used to cause arguments to be able to go out so she used to kick off with him absolutely fucking blame him for fucking everything and say it's all your fucking fault and then she'd have an argument she'd go out and then she was going out and ultimately unfortunately she was going out to have an affair because obviously that's what she was building up for she'd obviously gone out she'd she, she'd experienced a bit of social life and then realized after the affair that she'd thrown it all away and fucking lost what would have been a good life so that was her blaming him and we do that. We blame everybody, especially if you've got mental health conditions. How many people have blamed their partner? How many people have said, you're treating me this way and you've made me feel this way? You did that to me this morning. You made me feel this way. You're making me feel this way. How many, how many people are going to work and use that? We all do it now. You're making me feel shit. I'm blaming you. That's bullying. In some cases it is. But a lot of the cases, people just fucking unfortunately say it. And then you have to go fucking whoa, 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 back up, back up. So you blame everybody. We all do it. Especially, like I said, mental health is a key component to blaming people. Until you, you reach a point of maturity where you go, actually, I need to take accountability for myself. I need to take accountability for what I'm doing wrong. Because ultimately, I'm, it's my, my path is controlled by me. I can't blame somebody else because if... If there is a toxic relationship there or a toxic fr friendship, I'm just as much to blame because I'm the one that's holding on to that friendship, relationship, partnership, whatever. It's like we all know if we're in a bad relationship that we shouldn't be there, but we hold on to it. I spoke a few weeks ago about a guy that was staying in a relationship that was horrendously, sounded horrendously toxic, and I'd only heard two and a half minutes of him talking drunk. But he stayed there for completely the wrong reasons. 
So he's to blame for that. You're accountable, mate. As I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it's his fault in the sense that he's being abused by his wife, by the sound of things. But what I am saying is, you're in that situation because of you. So this is why I've got such a probably such a harsh way of looking at things, because I'm like, you cannot you cannot sit there and blame everybody else. You cannot do it, because I guarantee fucking to you, if I came round and spoke to you properly about your situation, you would be just as much to blame. If you're in a friendship that you're not feeling valued and you've not addressed it with that person or you've not said or pulled away, then it's your fault. If you're in a relationship that is completely and utterly toxic, it's your fucking fault. Just as much. I'm not saying that the act is is your fault. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying, you need to take accountability to look after yourself. In whatever path you're on, in your journey you need to take accountability because if you don't the you're going to fail every single time you're going to constantly get to the end and you're going to fail if you're not finding ways to make yourself happy if you're not finding ways to not blame everybody else but take accountability for your own actions then you're going to ultimately feel sad you need to you need to boost yourself you need to do the right things for your journey I'm going to bring it into this one. This is a good one. Magnifying. I've never heard of this in this context anyway. You make a big deal. I mean, it's quite, it's quite obvious. You make a big deal out of minor problems. And we all know people like that, don't we? We all know someone. Who, Fucking hell, mate. You know, you're making a mountain out of a molehill there, mate. And you get into work. There'll be people. And I, and, and I do it quite a lot. I think, you know, you. one thing I've learned through the health and safety route is the fact that I get to look at the bigger picture. It's actually calming me down, probably why I like it a bit, because you can't go in like I usually go in, you know, fucking ham-fisted, fucking heavy-hearted, all emotions. You can't do that. You've got to be quite reserved. You've got to look at the bigger picture. And I think, for me, that's given me a development skill in my life that has been had a huge impact, because I get to step back and go, okay, then, you know, you, you all know, like I say, you all know what has happened to my family recently. Um, and for me... I think two, three years ago, I'd have dealt with that completely differently. I would have, two, three years ago, I'd have been arrested now. I'd have I've absolutely been in jail because I would have fucking killed him or I would have attempted to. So that is the importance of grabbing your mental health, the importance of taking accountability, the importance of developing yourself and getting the rhythm of life back. Because I, although, you know, it is a catastrophic thing that, that has happened, I can't change it. But what I can do is I can support it. I can, I say support, I can support my family. I can be there. I can develop myself. I can look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture here is to make my daughter happy, to make my family happy, to make my family feel secure and safe in the environment they're in. And, and as long as they all feel safe, which they all do, they all know that I have the ability to go batshit fucking crazy if I need to. So they all feel safe. And most people have seen at some point in my life me go batshit crazy. So they all know. So I think that that's given me a massive impact on my development and the way I'm becoming a better... I hate that word. The way I've developed into a, a more cohesive person is... Because I have the ability to outwardly or inwardly look and go, okay, well, that's not going to, that's not going to resolve anything. Yes, that's going to make me feel great for the first fucking 30 seconds. 
And then afterwards, when I've realised I've there's blood everywhere, the guy's fucking chaos. I'm in a fucking ball of mess. He's potentially not with us. There's people grabbing me because you know that's what happens. People grab you, pull you off. Then you get the sirens. You're arrested. You're interviewed. Ra 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 ra. It's it's a, it's pretty fucking easy what the process is going to be. Do I want to get into that process? No. But that can happen in a split second. So you have to be able to slow your heart rate down. You have to be able to get that rhythm of life back. But one of the things we do when we're in our mental health problem, and this is the problem in itself, is we make things bigger than they are. Because we do. We flare up. We get angry. I still do it all the time. Like I said... When I fucking went to put my foot in the paint the other week, I went, I, I fell through the wall. Fucking, I just made it bigger than I fucking booted off. I was like, the, the worst that would happen was I had fucking paint on my hand, you fucking muppet. I, I blew it up to fuck. I magnified it to the point where everyone was like, we need to stay the fuck away from this guy. He is fucking batshit crazy. But that's magnifying. But we st- I, again, I'm trying to develop it. I'm developing it in my workplace. I need to pull it into my personal life a lot more. But that, again, is one step at a time. I'm, I'm doing it in work and I'm seeing the results. And the results are then allowing me to underpin my, the results at home by doing the similar. And I think that it's very much like that. It's very much like a key development point for everybody, I think. This is this is one I can relate to. I wrote this down and I smiled um, because it's a it's a big again it's, it's it's a massive part of my life, and that's perfectionism, keeping impossible standards and trying to be more perfect <clears throat> sets yourself up for failure. Now I remember speaking to my therapist about this, and they were like, "Why are you such a perfectionist?" And I really am, to to, to granular detail to the point where um, my dad fitted up wallpaper. Uh, and, he, and this is such a simple story but he fitted up some nice wallpaper it looked fucking lovely and uh, he told me about the story he told me about how he put the wallpaper upside down the first time round on one of the first sheets so that it is it was like this it's like gray it's like a gray background with like this um gilded leaf going up and um sort of um supposed to be cascading down but it was going upwards like it was growing out the floor but it didn't look right so we flipped it round carried on so I went over and I found a two millimeter difference between um, one of the one, on one of the sheets in the middle of the spot. Now it was weird because like four inches up was was right, four inches down was right, but the middle was two inches. So it was a printing problem, but I found it, and uh, and I showed my dad, and he was like, "I don't even know how you've seen that, mate." And it was nigh on impossible to spot. It was like looking in fucking where's Wally on fucking, you know you know <laughs> so i don't know on the side of a fucking mountain it was that bad he literally couldn't believe it but that's like perfectionism and i do that with everything in my everything in my life has to be perfect i often get my wife every single time she says it looks tiring she said the other day when i was painting the girl's room and i was getting the line and i was measuring it, it had to be 27 inches from the wall inwards and i was measuring all the wrong all along all the wrong all along putting little marks in she was like but I was conscious that the tape didn't want to bend because I wanted a straight, perfect line. She was like, I was putting like reference points in. She went, normally people would have just put a fucking line up there, mate. You've taken 15 minutes to to mark that out. And I was like, yeah, but the results will be incredible because it will look perfect. And she's like, yeah, but that must be exhausting. And I'm like, that's what I do with everything. But my life is exhausting when you get like that and everything has to be 
when you learn things i have to do it the, the right way i have to do it a proper way i have to do it the right way but it, in the perfect way when it's not perfect i literally willing to bin it um it, it's that bad you know that it can cost me the I've, I've done a bit of artwork actually um that i've done and when i lacquered it it didn't quite go right so i need to re-lacquer it but i got that disgusted with it that i've put it up for free as a giveaway because i'm like i don't want to look at that anymore it will be perfect when it leaves my house because it obviously has to be because I like it to be perfect. But the giveaway is on the basis that I don't like the look of it because I know I fucked up. Now, to everyone else, no, no, you wouldn't know it at all. But to me, it is. It's annoyed me. So I've done it as a giveaway just to get it out. I'm like, fucking get it out of the house. I want to see it. That's how bad it is. That's the perfectionism in me. And because I didn't, because I know I can't resolve it just yet because the weather's wet and I need to re-lacquer it. I'm like, no, I just don't want to look at it. I'm going to fucking give it away. I'll have it sent next week. Also, there's a there's a positive aspect. I get to give my artwork to somebody. And also, I get to, um, uh, you know, I get to promote myself as well. So, which is always a positivity. And I'm going to finish on this one, actually. Which is, uh, so this this is one that's, um, again, I've not heard of that. So that's two now. Magnifying and polarizing. So, oh, here it is. Polarizing, that's what it is. <laughs> I was reading it and I was like, polarizing. Po polarizing, I don't know if you've ever heard of that polarizing you see things only as either good or bad there is no middle ground now i never i mean it rings a bell the context of it because i do you know there's but i know a couple of people that are like that um in fact i've got a new colleague actually that's um that's very much like that and um i i'm now become a, um, her coach because i think she just needs a bit of coaching and um she she's very much one of these personalities that sees things in black and white It is black and white there's no gray area and i go well unfortunately you know you do have to operate in the gray area and it took years for me to understand that it was actually joining the ref actually that made me realize i was like you can't do that and they're like what do you mean you can't do that well you can't do that because of this and you're like mm, yeah we we operate in the gray area mate <laughs> you know you, you don't you know you don't have to do this as much in fact that's i mean times have changed since that happened to me uh, you know the 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 military forces don't have the umbrella that they used to have they still have a, a fairly good umbrella but it's not as good as it used to be but we do polarize things don't we um i'm just gonna take a sip of drink before i um die of dehydration there um but we do polarize things and i've you know like i say I, I understood the context when i when i read it and wrote it down it was just a polarizing bit again it's i think it's just the way they write it down so it's kind of um yeah it was a bit of an eye-opener really so but we have to understand that there is you can't look at things as clearly black and white because not everything is black and white there is a gray area a lot of people have to operate in the gray area to function in my new role as facilities management I'm realizing you have to operate in the gray area a little bit. You have to be on the confines. You you have to sit on the cusp of uh, of where you shouldn't be, you know. And and your your aspiration is always where you should be, you know. Then that's where that's going to cost a little bit of money to get there, but we're going to get there eventually, you know. But by the time we get to there, nine times out of ten, regulation policies and everything fucking all changed, and it costs more money to to move forward. But that's evolution and that's life and and as we say that's the rhythm of life so a couple of little ways there a couple of little tips and tricks to hopefully sort of present you a little bit with with what negatives are what we do with those negatives so you can look out for them that's the key part that's the learning aspect there is trying to look out for them identify them so that we can avoid them 
like I said, for me, I've had some massive development pieces. I'm learning to write lists down, work lists, task lists to help me um, with my workload and help my scatter brain. Um, I'm developing all the time in terms of I constantly reflect. This is a routine thing for me. Every single Sunday, I feel like I have a good sit down, a good chat. It's almost two and a half hours long for the time for me, which is really good. That's two and a half hours I give, I dedicate to myself weekly to talk to you because I do my, my premium podcast. That's an hour. And I do uh, this one normally around about an hour. So for me, that's a, uh, you know, obviously set up time in preparation time, et cetera, et cetera. But I dedicate that time. And then what I do is I actually finalise with a half an hour of just listening to my music and just really digesting what I've spoken about. And that's a development point. I've spoke about, I mean, obviously there's some negatives in there. I get that. But negatives are surrounded with mental health all the time. But if you don't take accountability for your life and don't do the right things for you, then you're the one to blame just as much as the other person. Because you, we all have a, a I know that there's, some people would probably beg to differ with me on this one, but we all have an element of common sense and we all understand that there's a fine line between sort of kind of, you know, what we shouldn't and shouldn't be doing. I understand that something's out of our control. I get that as well. We can't always choose, you know, especially if you're in a situation where you're being controlled and by a partner or whatever. You can't always, you know, you can't always reach out, but at the same time, sorry, you can't always control it, but at the same time, you can reach out. That's the accountability factor. If you truly want to get out of that situation, this is where you need to take the accountability. And it's such a harsh word, but what I mean is that accountability is also, it's filled with that. If you've got the bubble of, of, of accountability and you're, you're coming off with your, you know, your other bubbles, your, your lines coming off, if you're going to go for some sort of graft feature, you would have accountability and everything within it would be um, reach out, speak up, um, exercise, um, you know, healthy eating, talking, whatever it may be, it, it all comes in accountability because you owe yourself that. Know your worth. It's like at the moment, and I'll finish on a little bit of a clangor for me. It's like I'm in a situation, I know I'm going to have a bit of a difficult week and probably going to subdue me a little bit because I've been offered an interview um, on Thursday. Um, hopefully going to be successful into my b2 role like i said I've, I've pulled it and done it in two and a half instead of ten um so I'm, I'm in a little bit of a dilemma so it but at the same time i'm looking at the positives and i'm looking at the the the, the way that i'm gonna it's gonna help the rhythm of my life is it gonna make me happier yes it is is it gonna give me a new challenge yes it is is it gonna uh, open up open up more opportunities massively it's working on four billion pound aircraft um, projects or airfield projects so it's going to be like massive loads of exposure and it's going to be a good laugh but I, then I also get the, the sort of moral high ground where I like my job I like the people I'm around I'm trying to nurture people around me so yes it's, it, mental health in general can sort of go up and down in leaps and bounds it can go like pits and falls or, or whatever highs and lows as they call it but you need to take accountability you need to be able to understand. We know that if we're in situations where we're not comfortable or we need a bit of support, we all ignore that and then we just go in and just wonder why we fail. If you're in a situation where you need support, reach out to the people that are around you and say, I need a bit of support, guys. If they don't support you, they're not your fucking friends. If you go home to your wife or husband, partner, whatever, and, and say to them, I need a bit of support with this. If they don't support you, you're with the wrong person. It's as simple as that. 
if you've got the complete opposite where you've like me i'm very very lucky i've got people that want to support me and want to see me succeed i am very very much bolstered by an underpinned good fucking words of the day by the people around me if i feel comfortable and homely at home i'm happy if i've got the right people around like this year i'm excited for this year but i'm also sad because summertime is going to be great but i want to sit around a fire looking at the stars with my friends but i know that's not going to be happening because we don't live in the same areas so you have to take your you have to take the ups and the downs the 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 roughs and the smooths you have to take the highs and the lows with what they're what they're there for i'm going to finish on that note you beautiful bastards (laughs) you sexy motherfuckers thank you so much for listening to me um, like I said, it's it's um, it's a roller coaster of a journey for me. Um, I enjoy it, um, and like I said, reflecting this week has been absolutely incredible. Um, and on that note of the job as well, like I said, I've my 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 friend's done um, some incredible work. So my um, friend Kieran, he's joined a um, and he started a new job um, in the civil service, um, working working in, as a facilities manager. Now he took a, a pay cut like I did. Um, couple of couple of years ago I had to take a pay cut to get into the level and we you have to work your way up it's like anything else start at the bottom of the ladder you work your way up um he's joined in now obviously um i i when i took the pay cut i didn't do anything about it i just lived on credit cards and fucking bumbled my way through life he took a real responsible approach and took a second job the second job he had and this is where i want to offer him a little bit of support no no just a little bit of a you know a bit of kudos a bit of a a bit of a clap of the hands if you like because he took a second job he didn't really like it and he's ground it through for for two and a half months and saw something crop up there was another job and today he did three jobs so so yesterday he did three jobs so he did it it might be today as well actually so for the next couple of weeks he's, he's doing three jobs he's doing the week job monday to friday then he's doing his excel job um for friday to sunday and then he's doing his saturday sunday job um, which is working in the golf course, which is the fun part, getting outdoorsy, cutting grass, really good fun. And it sounds amazing, actually. To be perfectly honest, like when he told me I was proper jealous, I was like, I genuinely want that job. When I saw him today, and he, and, and the, the plus side was, and this is where the positivity was, um, he sent me a photo of him today. Now, he's never done that the weekends because, uh, sorry, video, he's never done that weekends because he's been doing boring shit. Today, he was in a fucking thing called a mule. He's like, I'm in the mule. And it was the one where you drive around the golf course and you're picking up the balls and they're going in the hopper at the back. And I was like, you can see the happiness. He's He's doing, he's chatting to people predominantly probably fucking men so we're all just talking about sports and fun stuff he's doing he's just having a good time he's outdoors he's getting the endorphins he's earning the extra money he needs what a kudos what what kudos that's amazing i mean fucking clap my hands to you buddy well fucking done mate because you've you've gone above and beyond you've you've got that extra money in to support your family you're working seven days a fucking week mate jesus christ that's just commendable effort and that just goes to to show the resilience he has and the determination to succeed. And that's a real positive. That's a nice positive to finish on because we forget that. We just think that we just do it. But he's done this. He's he's now earning. He's now doing two, three jobs for the next couple of weeks so he can get rid of the job that he didn't feel comfortable. And it wasn't that there was a problem with that job. I absolutely say that there was nothing wrong with the organization, Excel. There was nothing wrong with the job. There was nothing wrong with it at all. Um 
they're an amazing company. They're a small family, and I'm going to give them a bit of a, a boost up actually in Andover because they are fantastic. He doesn't speak, he, everything he says is high words of them, but he didn't like the job because of what the job entailed. It was all computer based, and it was all a bit scatty, not really where he wanted to be. And like I've said, if you're not happy, move on. And he done exactly that, done it in a professional way. So he's starting the jobs. He's keep, he's keeping his commitment up to the other job whilst they needed him for an extra couple of weeks. So he's doing everything he can. We don't. We never celebrate the positives, and that draws me straight back to that first one where I said we don't fos- we we filter out the positives and we focus on the negatives. But that's a great thing to. That's a great achievement, an absolutely amazing achievement that he's doing there, and that's going to be rewarded later on in life for him. I know it will be. And he's working hard to make it rewarding for him now. That's the that's the beauty of it. When you want that, when you want something, you get determination and you get that sort of grit and everything else you want. It works. It's like me. We, you know, I'm I'm reliant. I'm absolutely reliant on that. I'm reliant on people bolstering me up. When I put something out on, you know, TikTok or I put something out on Facebook when I'm trying to sell something, I rely on people sharing my posts because we all know that's how you that's how you succeed through support so if your friends aren't sharing your posts and commenting on your posts and liking your posts and showing you some sort of feedback they're not really your friends which is what i say to my friends now i'm like can you give me some fucking feedback mate (laughs) because you know you want that back you need that you know want to know where you're going right where you're going wrong are you doing the right things otherwise you bumble through life and that's when you you constantly fail that's what's going to draw you back and these are all key parts to making our development and the rhythm of life successful what a beautiful way to finish (laughs) the rhythm of life successful anyway i truly truly hope you have an amazing week ahead of you um i hope you've been doing the right things for yourself i hope you've been reflecting i hope you've been not filtering out the positives and actually focusing on the positives in your life looking around your beautiful families friends and making sure you're now you should be in the point where you're really nurturing yourself you're really thinking things out loud and and making those changes i've certainly got my little network of friends you know like i said um people keep coming back to me and talking to me which is absolutely fantastic i've re-engaged with an old raf friend um who lives in france now she's married amy she's absolutely great so i just managed to bump into her on social media and was like how the fucking devil are you she was like yes love your work shared my work she saw it my art page Um, and it re you know it's a reconnection point it's really really good and yeah some real positives there so look after yourself don't filter out the positives. Keep hold of those positives and reflect on them. Do some healthy stuff next week. Next week, I've been fasting now for two weeks, and um, oh, sorry, two weeks? No, a week. A week. This is the second week, and I'm really enjoying it. It's difficult, really difficult, but I'm enjoying it. Um, it's a long-term change. It's not. I'm not trying to do it for a certain period of time. I'm trying to incorporate this into my life as a daily routine to fast. So I'm doing 16 hours of of fasting at the moment um which is quite a lot so um for me that's the key part is i'm trying to do 12 my normal hours so yeah do something positive next week for yourself please 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 do something positive whatever it may be whether it's reaching out to somebody whether it's engaging with somebody whether it's um you know just taking some time out for yourself amongst nature whatever it may be take that time for yourself and i look forward to hearing about it take care everybody and i'll speak to you soon